strapped in the trenches Making moves going all out Every day handle business You know that the hustle don't stop Got my team, let's get it Reviewing books and talk stocks Steady keep it moving So you gon' wanna tune in Get Lowdown, it's an app Get local food on demand Delivery right to your home Everything in the palm of your hand Took hard work and dedication Come through, join the conversation This is history up in the making We just wanna be an inspiration Hey, let's go we are live. Welcome to another episode of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. This is the only week we don't have a guest for I don't even know how long. So I figure today, guys, we can touch base on kind of going over the narrative of turning this into an actual monetized beast. I, I know Corey had some good ideas yesterday that we talked about offline. And we can also discuss there's a lot going on. Clubhouse. Everyone saw Elon Musk was on there last night, which has clearly taken this thing, no pun intended, well, pun intended, to Mars. And naturally, Elon Musk gets on something. Now CNBC is talking about Clubhouse. Everywhere you look on Twitter, Clubhouse, they had way more people jump on there after Elon came on, too. So if you ever want to build a brand overnight, just get Elon Musk to just give you a little attention. Talk about a guy that's like next level. His name alone sounds like he's not human. He does have a great name. I, I wonder yeah. when he changed his name, if it was like at the age of six or there must have reached a point where he's like, oh, I'm Elon Musk. Like, I find it hard to believe he was born Elon Musk. Must suck to be uh, like his brother. Not Kimball? suck. I mean, Kimball, he's doing I mean, pretty well. Just in, no, no, just in comparison. They, between Elon and anyone is pretty You nuts. know, Corey, it's interesting. I think about that sometimes. I think it's one of those things. Everyone's so different. I, I think it, it really, yeah, it sucks for Kimball Musk if he has the type of ambition that Elon does. But on the other end of that, I think he probably, you know, he has so much going on with the future of food. And when you have the kind of money those guys already do anyway, it's like, how do you even define success? You can't, you can't even reach Elon Musk as a bar, no matter who you are anyway. So if you're Kimball, I, I think a long time ago, there's a reason I saw this on Twitter today. There's a reason horses have blinders on It's So they pay attention to only their race. I think there reached a point. I'm sure as kids where Kimball Musk was just like, I'm going to be miserable my entire life. If I'm comparing myself to Elon, like how do you, you can't like what, what's there to compare really? Fun fact for our listeners, if you don't already know this, Kimball Musk owns a few restaurants in Boulder, Colorado, which is where our company home base is. And we work with a couple of them. We've never met the guy. but No, but we're trying to get him to come on our podcast. If his publicist is actually listening in here, I'm waiting to hear back from her. I believe her name's Brittany. So let, let's see if she shows us some love and gets Kimball to talk about the future of food. So that would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Maybe show Other, us some love and get back on our site. Seriously. Been all, yeah. Yeah. Another news, obviously, I got an Apple watch for the world to know. Corey, you've been big. I, was, you know, I was wondering, I saw, I don't know when we were on a FaceTime or no, it was the Google Hangout. I think this morning I was like, what's on Mike's wrist? How do you like it? <laughs> it's interesting. I, I think, you know, I'm already, I love being on my feet. It, it just, I was telling Corey, it naturally makes you never want to sit down. Where it's like, yeah. oh, how many more steps can I do today? But honestly, man, I don't know. I there's a couple 
there it I can't it on, music on this thing if my phone's not on me for one, which I know Apple's great at getting you to opt into everything they have to spend more money with them. And I know that's another thing to do. It's like, oh, do this for X amount a month and you don't need your phone the on thing you. Is, is Apple Apple Podcast is free. And then Apple Music is three ninety nine and Spotify is like nine ninety nine. So it's just like it's worth it. Save yeah. you money. Spotify, it's all the same shit. If Mr. Wonderful were here right now, he'd be like, be a man, wear a real watch, and he'd whip out one of his like $50,000 Rolex. Be a man, get this one that no one else can buy because I own the only one that exists. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, and then other news is we've seen guys, Robin Hood getting shit on for great reason. You know, from day one, I've never understood what the deal is with Robin Hood as the great marketing to get anyone on there to begin with. When they first launched, I thought to myself, this is a gimmick. It's literally, oh, this is a trading platform with a slick app where new investors could really feel good about understanding the market. The reality is we've never made new investors feel good about anything. The one thing that no one's talking about with all this, and it's important to talk about it if we're going to talk about this because Robin Hood's been getting a ton of shit and obviously it makes sense why. But when you think about it, like if you're on Robinhood and you're buying GameStop, you're not buying GameStop technically directly from Robinhood. Robinhood is acting as a middleman. So when GameStop basically essentially goes up to $350 per share when normally it's supposed to be about around 20 and a lot of that volume's coming from Robinhood, Robinhood is the one that's responsible now for the leverage of that position for all their shareholders. Yeah, that's so, how we trade. Yeah, so to to continue on that, so for them to allow users to continue to basically irresponsibly buy a stock that's up at that level, that's them taking on the risk if it goes back down to 20 where they're the ones on the hook, not all the users, even though the users are too. Or are there backers on the hook that are the ones that funded Robinhood and then gave them more money today? No, I mean, you know, Robinhood, obviously that's part of it is if you're going to run that type of operation, you need like a bigger line of credit. They should be axed. They should be thrown out of business immediately. When I saw that happen, I was like, this guy deserves to be I heard Portnoy go on a rant. I couldn't agree more more with him. Yeah, but I think the part that people aren't talking about is they don't realize that they're not buying it from Robinhood. And Robinhood is basically acting as a middleman. And the leverage that then Robinhood has when people are all going all in on a stock that's way overvalued, it puts Robinhood in a bad Well, state. a middleman for the people that funded them to begin with. To the then same E-Trade e- Fidelity. They would have done the same thing. If they did. They did do the same thing. E-Trade. Yeah, oh yeah, that's why I'm getting off E-Trade. Trade. E-Trade did do the exact same thing. I hit them up today saying I'm taking my money off your platform. They did what? They didn't. They throw. They halted. Yeah, well, no, they halted also. Well, I'm not talking about halted. I'm talking about not allowing you to buy stock. Like, yeah, they yeah, did the exact same they, thing last week. If you saw, yeah, they were they did the same thing. Robin Hood just got all the blame, but they all did it. Charles Schwab, E-Trade, and one more. I forget which Fidelity one. Fidelity was the but, only one that was legit. But, but I do I do think, though, that's the other side of it that people aren't talking about, and everyone's saying it's some big conspiracy. But when in reality, the real deal was these brokerages weren't leveraged to the point where they were, they were completely over-leveraged with this whole thing. And there was a bunch of stock that got up to a level 
that no one was prepared for. Well, especially when the fa- the backers of Robinhood are huge shorts of these stocks, which of course is a coincidence, right? Yeah, but no the chance. reason this happened is you're able to borrow a lot more money than you should when you're using these uh, these platforms, and that yep. makes the brokerage is way over leveraged. And when the, the when that happens, they were the ones that were gonna be really getting screwed over. Well, they shouldn't have been in existence then if they can't is, handle is, it. Is well, it that, or do they just grow so quickly in such a short time last week? Like they added millions of users so quickly and they weren't expecting that kind of volume, like so much have, volume. That wouldn't have mattered though if those millions of users were buying stocks that weren't in that type of volatility range because they were at risk of just such a massive amount of volatility swings that they were gonna be on the hook for. So if like all those millions of new users coming, were just like buying shares of like Apple and you know, it was going up or down 1%, Robinhood wouldn't have felt the need to do anything yeah. on certain stocks. And that's where I almost feel bad for that guy because he is getting so shit on right now. I don't feel bad for him at all. I hear him speak. He reminds me of like a literally a con artist hearing him talk. He's full of shit. I don't think he's full of shit. I think he was over leveraged and it's tough for him to break that down to the masses. And it looks like it looks shady. But it looks shady. He tries playing it off like it's too complicated. It's like, just break it down. Like Musk was basically calling him out on that last night in that interview where it's like, dude, come on. Like, let's cut the crap here. Yeah. And I, that's what annoys me. This guy's like trying to use language. No one understands. It's like, dude, Elon Musk is interviewing you here. He understands everything. Stop pretending like this is too complex for everybody. That's that what I don't like too? What's up? Is that interview on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I watched it earlier. I and I heard that in every second. It made me hate the guy even more. I, I have no empathy towards him at all. I just think this whole thing is now being spun in such a way that's like not the reality of the situation. Like everyone's like now like, oh, these big hedge funds are the bad guys and they were losing. So they basically flipped the switch and changed the rules to be able to get everyone to lose a bunch of money and not be able to squeeze them out. And well, you no, know, not basically, that's exactly what happened. That's not that sums up to a T what went down. Someone can't, you know, they can make money for free to screw people over, but they can't lose a lot. God forbid. That is what happened. And they got caught with their pants down. And that whole thing that happened last week was, shit, we need to scramble here to protect these assets. We have to halt this. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Not to mention these other platforms, just the trading activity has been a joke. I couldn't even place trades for an hour plus today. Yeah, well, the volume yeah. of these platforms is probably so extreme right now that they're but, just like, you know, they're not able that, to do it. That's what's crazy. Like Robinhood was getting blessed for months and months about how many new users and new traders, they're all these millennials bringing them into the market. There's like, this activity never would have happened if Robinhood didn't exist prior. They literally got so many people who don't really understand the market just trading. And it's great for them because they'll eventually learn. And it's a great app to actually learn on. And yeah, you don't understand it, but it it's, makes it as easy for anyone to log on and invest. Here's my you one. Might not know what you're doing, but the whole issue I have from day one with Robinhood, they don't allow you to even trade penny stocks at all. They, they, yeah, they do. Not a Just lot. Not all of them. No, they don't have the full selection, but and they, they don't give indicators to understand even charts. Like for some reason. 
you would think if they want to help new investors, they'd actually provide tools so you can understand what all these things are, like the relative strength index and the VWAP, things that, you know, it takes time to understand, but they don't provide tools to actually help people have an acumen. It's almost like they're like, oh, let's just have a floodgate of shit here to give data points to big money. That's how I look at it. It's almost like, let's open up the floodgates. Lots of dumb money will come into trending names with hashtags and we'll be able to pinpoint easy entrance and exit points for these big guys. That's how I look at certain it. Things, I mean, they have certain, like their options feature is literally so dumbed down to the point where literally anyone could do it. They'll just, it's literally like, do you think this Apple, this stock will go up and you have to click an arrow that says up or down. And then it literally breaks it down to D and makes options trading like so simple. And that's obviously a complicated thing. It's not simple, but I don't know. It definitely, it got a lot of people buying stocks. They kind of, they kind of gamify it, right? They gamify it. Yeah. Like anyone I know that uses Robinhood, obviously before this went down, loved it. But you know, at the end of the day, okay, like those stocks went on this massive run. And then if you had them, you were able to sell them and make a shit ton of money. And if you didn't, you weren't able to buy them for a little. It's just funny. It's like, what are people complaining about? You wanted to buy GameStop when it went all the way up to 350 oh, bucks? 400. They allowed they, you they to buy it on that whole entire run up until the like absolute peak. So like, what are people complaining about? If you got in, you made a fortune and you were able to sell it. And if anything, you know, you're lucky they didn't allow you to buy it. Like these people think that they were like prevented from squeezing the hedge funds when in reality, like they only had X amount of buying power. You got to think after a couple of days, the buying power is starting to die down with the Robin Hood gang. And, I think it's more yeah. people just like the ability of being free in America to make a choice, which has been a common yeah. problem this entire last year in the world where it's like, oh, you can or can't do this. This line in the sand culture we're in is a problem. That's what's making people outraged more than anything. For sure. No, no doubt about it. And there's also no doubt that like Wall Street kind of goes out of their way to make these things seem more complicated than they need to seem. So they try and just disguise what's really going on to make it where people don't even want to ask about it. And then you hear people talking about it and everyone's saying all kinds of crazy things. And it's partially because there's not that much transparency if you're not in that world, you know? And that's where I think right now you have such a disconnect because no one's really being honest about what happened. And even if it wasn't necessarily shady, they're still not being honest about just the reason it unfolded the way it did. And I, I think there is a legitimate reason. And I think if they kind of just were transparent about it, you know, this would all blow over. And I think it probably will blow over. And I think Robin Hood's not going anywhere. Like they just got Did a lot guys, more there. I don't think anyone's leaving that app. I think for as many people that were upset that they couldn't buy GameStop, there's 10 people that are happy to buy Apple and Johnson and Johnson and companies that they're like looking at as long-term investments, not looking at themselves as like getting caught up in a Reddit hoopla. So I, I don't know, you know, that's my opinion. I, see, I, I, I agree. I think it's the, the, their user interface is so simple that no one will stop using it. I mean, obviously you'll get a bunch of these people, but it's so simple that people love it in reality in terms of using it. You might not love it right now with all this shit going on, but the simplicity of it makes people, will keep people coming back or bring new users on. 
And, um, and those, you guys see what on that one? I think they literally ruin their trust on a way on a level where, and the Portnoy thing definitely does not help them. He has such a next level cult following now with this whole restaurant support thing. He's costing them a fortune by the second. And he's today, today they made it available again where you could buy anything because they got the funding. And it's such a pain in the ass to transfer funds that if you're on something and it's giving you what you want, you'll go along with Portnoy and Trash Robin Hood. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if you're on there and you're buying stock and you hear it's going to be two to three days to transfer it, who, who wants to do it? If I'm Portnoy, I'm, I'm getting Penn Gaming to start a trading platform. Well, yeah, I saw I, was, I saw he was like talking about that because everyone was blowing up his chat saying they should start their own trading platform. And he was like, He'd be able to put Robinhood out of business overnight when you think about the it. The funny part is that I literally downloaded Robinhood from part of my take from Barstool. They were like the main sponsor Are you two, two years ago. Yeah, so that's they how I got it. Like $25 bonus. Yeah. 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 Did you guys see GameStop CEO? Did you have him? What did he say? So he, he took the job recently, I think like six months ago or less than a year ago. And he took a really, really low salary. He came from a, another big company, I forget. But he um, he took a salary of a million dollars and got $10 million in options and, tra- and now worth $900 million. And I, heard, I heard, though, he can't cash out of it for a long time. He can't, he can't cash out yet, but still. So when can he cash not out? Not for a long – I think a couple of years. Damn. So he's got to you know. Yeah, you never but know. Still. Yeah, if uh, the Ryan Cohen thing – really comes true that'll well, be that he's gonna need to just evolve the business now and get by other companies with how that's run up even if that comes true his vision it's not worth what it's trading just as gamestop right now yeah no i know did you guys buy any John, of, just to join us did you guys buy any of those stocks during that whole thing what stocks no but blackberry i got in and out of amc a bit for some swing trades nothing crazy though I've had like this really, I've had like 30,000 Dogecoin since like May of 2019, just because every time I would, every time I would deposit into Robinhood, I literally, I would have like, I would buy some shares of something and then I would have some change left over. And that was the cheapest thing I could find to throw it in. And I just kept doing it for a couple of years and ended up having about, yeah, I mean, it's worth like a thousand dollars now. That's boring. I would, I would take that money and run. I just I feel like there's gonna be a few more pumps before it dies. Yeah, you never know. Dogecoin's either one of those things that goes completely to zero because I do think it's fake, or it just becomes like the emblem of like barter. The thing is, it's getting so much publicity that it literally did seventy thousand transactions yesterday online. So people are using it for tipping, and it's like the fastest coin for peer-to-peer currency. I mean, it's when just you think the, about the it, like we always talked about, it's a belief system, right? So crypto, that's why we're heading into a world with decentralized ecosystems where everyone can have their own currency. Because if you believe in something, it's real. That's why it started. They're joking. They're like, everyone's making it. I'm just going to make a currency about the stupid dog and turn it into a meme coin. So where's uh, Cap? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Low Dell coin. Right. And how about Cowboy Sean Coin? Conch Coin coming out 2022. There it is. What's going on, Conch? 
How's, how you are you in uh, New York with that blizzard, or did you get out to the Catskills or something? I'm currently broadcasting from 1976, and it's sunny outside today. <laughs> there it is. Conjures a drunk homeless guy in Venice Beach back in the 70s. Oh, I'm going dry these days. Sober wow. as can be. Sober February for the conjures. Uh, trying to be Greg Shorey's kid's godfather, so he's trying to be straight edge. Yeah, I did hear that. Exactly. Only liquid LSD for me. <laughs> Dick Gench. Uh, things are getting fun. You know, no packages, Conj. What are we going to do when Dan loses today? Dan's got four packages. I know that I know that he has them. I have not gotten a single package. You're sitting on four packages, buddy. That boy. Marie's been hiding them from you, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> young man got into them last night. I'll, I'll go. I'll oh, go man. check to see if there's a package. I'll be right back. I did not get any conch. Well, we're doing some firing and some hiring down here in 1976, so packages will make their way. Oh boy! What's the? Uh, how do you? What's the delivery route for uh, 1976? What are you guys using? Um, well, we put it in a PO box and we label it "Don't deliver for." uh 20 or 44 years and, uh, <laughs> and sometimes they make it sometimes they don't what can i say sometimes the postmaster leaves the office all right gosh. <laughs> i got one package here we go i don't what feel the need to open this yet because i haven't lost and i don't plan on losing you've lost like three times in recent history but don't open it yet because guess what? It's time for America's favorite podcast game show. That's right. Today, we got Corey, we got Dan, we got Mike, and we're going to ask him six questions. Which one is going to eat Mike's lunch? Or will it just be Mike? Mike, how are we feeling today? It's like, wait, you like wait. winning. These are bath bombs. Well... They're roast beef bath bombs, and if you lose, you got to take a roast beef bath. That's what's wow. happening. You know, wow. Marie and young men are going to love that. Yeah. That's right. Well, that permanently makes my bath smell like roast beef. It'll be it's, a deli, Dan. All right. Fuck it. I'm it's going to smell fantastic. First up today is Corey. Corey, how we doing? Doing well, Cabo Sean. Thank you. Fantastic. Oh, I'm labeling wrong today, but whatever. We'll get back to that next week. Your categories are one in the oven, uh, Tinkerbell and other good pen names for certain message boards, fun in Starbucks bathrooms, Mike and Corey go to White Castle, I'm not eating that, and Sweet Tooth Dan. Oh, man. I'll go with uh, the Starbucks bathroom. Fun in Starbucks bathrooms. Dan, can you tell us a little about that? <laughs> I mean, I did used to work at Starbucks, and I will tell you a story because I don't really talk to anybody there anymore. I'm not going to give any names, but there was this dude that used to come in every night, and he was having an affair with one of the girls that I worked with at Starbucks, and they would go and get it on in the bathroom. True story. Wow. There you have That's it. That's pretty cool. I know. Wow. If, if you mention a bathroom, you better believe Dan has a story about it. Corey, your question. <laughs> Which country has the most three-star Michelin restaurants in the world? Is it the U.S., Spain, Italy, or Japan? I'm going to go with Japan. 
Japan is correct with 29 of the 135 three-star Michelin restaurants. Well done, Corey. Well, uh, I got to say the, the best part about all your the prizes that you sent are the people's reactions when uh, before quarantine, but people were coming to my apartment and they'd be like, why do you have this? Like, why do you have this pickle juice? Why do you have this random stuff? And I feel like Dan's going to get that with roast beef bath bombs. Someone's <laughs> going to be like, what the hell? They're not going to know. And they're going to be like, what is this kid doing? <laughs> and, I'm gonna feel like, belly. and I'm going to be like, I did not win Mike Rollins lunch. Feel free to hand up the extras. And Dan, you better take that bath. We're going to be checking on you on that one. <laughs> I bet you will. Come Where's on. the mustard? But yeah, I got cameras in your bathroom. You better believe it. Speaking of which, <laughs> you're up next. Are you going to pick one in the oven, Tinkerbell, and other good pen names for certain message boards? Mike and Corey go to White Castle. I'm not eating that. Or Sweet Tooth Dan. Mike and Corey go to White Castle. Dan Whoa. picks the category that he's not in. The biggest cow in the <laughs> world weighed in at 2,400 pounds. Assuming it was 100% turned into ground beef, how many White Castle hamburgers rounded to the nearest thousand would that make? Is it 10,000, 19,000, 43,000, or 88,000? 19,000. 19,000, taking no time to do math, and oh! I actually did do the math. Let's hear the math here. Was it 10,000? Originally, I was like, okay, a pound per burger, but now it's probably a quarter pound per burger. We'll do quarter pounders. And you said it was 2,500. Right, or 2,500 pounds. I was thinking 10,000. These are White Castle burgers. They are tiny, and it's 43,000 at 18 hamburgers per pound. Sorry, Dan. Ooh, coming on hard. But I did do the math. I was just thinking a quarter pound per burger. That was giving them way too much credit. Dan doesn't go to White Castle. That's what we learned today. And you didn't think I was doing the math. I was so damn quick. As you were talking, I was doing the math. That's why I immediately shot out the answer, but it was wrong. So it doesn't even matter. I'll give it to you. That was pretty impressive. We'll give you a little a round of applause for that. And that brings us to Mike. Oh, yeah. This the man the show is all about. What are we thinking? Oh. One in the oven, Tinkerbell, and other good pen names for certain message boards. Uh, I'm not eating that. Or Sweet Tooth Dan. Sweet Tooth Dan. Oh, Sweet Tooth Dan. Which dessert was invented first? Was it Oreos, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Toblerone, or M&M's? I'm going with Toblerone. No, what? Dan protesting. Oh, but it's right. Well done, Mike. I thought because of business was an off week for me. I thought because of business wars, it was M and M's. Remember on that podcast, business wars, when they did the uh, love that great podcast. Yeah, what, what made you think that had to do with being older than Toblerone? I don't know. I don't even know what Toblerone is. Well, the best Toblerone story like ever. Adam Rafat, like Tobleroni. Remember that song he made up back in the day about Toblerone? He used to love that stuff. I don't remember, but uh, by the way, Dan, M&M's invented last, actually. Oh, that's embarrassing. So is that a double negative for Dan? It should be, but we're going to let him slide this time. And that brings us to halftime here. And I would like to thank our sponsors today. The Fun Drugs. 
stuck in quarantine? Why don't you try the fun drugs? The richest man in the world does them, so how bad can they be? Oh, my producer is saying something in my ear here. I, I need to read the disclaimer. Um, sorry. I don't do drugs is the official win my grown stance. Don't do drugs. A little mixed messaging for you. <laughs> Round two. Corey, you're in the lead. How are you feeling? I'm tied, tied with Mike, right? Uh, that's true, but uh, doing pretty good. Probably. Your categories are one in the oven, Tinkerbell and other good pen names for certain message boards, and I'm not eating that. I'll go with, was it one in the oven or bun in the oven? Either one, you got it. Which uh, which farm animal has the longest gestation gestation period? Is it a cow, a goat, a horse, or a pig? What was, it, was the second one? Goat, cow, goat, horse, pig. That's right. I, I, I don't know. Um, I'll go with goat. Ooh, is it goat? Oh, I'm sorry. It is a horse at 11 months. Ooh. Damn. Ooh. Good try, Corey. Easy little trick. Just go for the largest animal. They have the largest gestation periods. It is well, a good trick. Dan, here's your chance to catch up. Which one is it going to be? Is it going to be Tinkerbell and other good pen names for certain message boards? Or I'm not eating that. Tinkerbell, another good message another one of the message board. Good choice, because that is our daily double. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> our daily double here, Dan. This is big points here. You get two points with a win, or if you get it wrong, one of the other two can try to get a guess at it, but they lose a point if they get it wrong. Mm. Your question. Fairy bread is buttered bread decorated with spring. Start over. What kind of bread? Fairy bread is buttered bread decorated with sprinkles and is a birthday tradition in this country. Is it Australia, Iceland, Grenada, or Belize? I'm going to go. Fun fact, we, we've been to Belize. Yeah, yeah we got to go back there. What was the third option? The third option, you know what? I'll give you a little visual just to even help you out a little bit. That's what fairy bread looks like right over there. And it is Australia, Iceland, Grenada, or Belize. Is it terrible that I've never even heard of Grenada? It is kind of <laughs> terrible being that the U.S. went to war with Grenada. <laughs> what happened in history class, Dan? Hanging out in the bathroom too much? I'm going to go with Grenada. Ooh, double whammy today. Well, Do we get to steal that couch? That's right, but if you get it wrong, you lose a point, so you better feel good about your uh, answer. There's no way it's Belize. Uh, We're in Belize. I know. It's either Australia or the other one. Uh, I'm not going to go for it. because I'm not, I'm not going to go for it. Mike, you're risking it? Yeah, sure. Australia, Iceland, or Belize. Fairy bread. Where is it from? Looks like this. Oh, man. I got to go with Iceland. Ooh. Australia. It's Australia. I'm doubling down. 
Oh, well, it doesn't count, yeah. but you're right. It's Australia. Count. Corey passed. I should get a chance to follow up on my incorrect answer. There was still two left. <laughs> uh, let's see. Judges? You suck. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't get two guesses, Dan. You still suck. You got zero points. That leaves one person left, and that's Mike. How are we feeling, Mike? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Like Mike always. is very distracted right now. What's he doing? <laughs> Mike, how's, how's Tinder treating you there? <laughs> yeah. Mike, you setting up a Bumble date for tonight? What's going on over there? Uh, he's winning. He's about to lose his own lunch if he doesn't start paying attention. Speaking of losing your own lunch, your category is I'm not eating that. According to a 2019 study of 2,000 Americans, what is America's most hated vegetable? Is it turnips, radishes, onions, or eggplants? Uh, I'm going to go with turnips. And it is turnips. Oh, shit. Wrong button. It is turnips. I was going to say. That was such a layup. There you go. You know what that means. Take out one of those bath bombs and lick it. Open that bath bomb set and take a lick. Take a lick. It's a bath bomb. Exactly. I'm not going to lick a bath bomb, but I will open it. I'm curious. Have you ever heard of washing your mouth out with soap? You're going to do it. I actually watched my mom do it my little brother when I was a kid. It was uh, one of the one of the brighter moments. Yeah. Fun fact. Like, do you remember that? Remember what? When mom washed Jeff's mouth out with soap. Yeah, of course. That, that, was, was, that was my grandma. Like pretty my grandma's go-to for my dad. Like, I, I know you're going to hate hearing this. I think this was meant to actually be good because this does not smell like a sandwich at all. It smells like a nice ba- like bath bomb that's kind of got like a cinnamon type flavor to it. Well, it gets a solid wow. one and a half stars on Amazon, so I think you're <laughs> in for a treat. And guess what? With that- I'm really curious, actually, if I give this to Danny without showing her the package and be like, hey, I got these bath bombs. If she'd smell Dude, it, you got to do it. Oh, you smell good. I'm going to do that because I'm curious. Do it. Oh, you should put them, put them in a different package. She's going to be like, where'd you get the bath bombs? Like, what do you mean you got bath bombs? Like, you've been home all day. What are you talking about? And she knows that packages on these podcasts. So I don't think she's going to fall for it, but I'm going to try it. There's no way she'll suspect a bath bomb. I think you're good. You got to do it, buddy. I'm going to do it. I'm really curious. Mike, well, there you go. Blowing up. They want to know wh- why you're distracted right now. What's going on? Uh, nothing's going on. I'm uh, trying to defend my stance on Robin Hood to people that are vested in it being a great company. <laughs> and I, I hate the guy that runs it with a passion. Yeah, are people flipping out like about our podcast? No, not at all. <laughs> no, one, no one's even – I don't think we have any eyeballs on our podcast at the moment. Yeah, I was wondering like, – yeah. Are, are, is this going to our pages or just your yeah. pages? Well, it goes to. Well, I always just see it not on Buffs and B Town. That's why we're not getting the usual traction. I don't think it's been. I think it's just been going to yours and Dan's pages. And then it goes to our Bootstrap Facebook and our Bootstrap Twitter. Yeah, we got to get that to. Uh, but yeah, we could also put it on Hungry Bob's B Town, Low Dell. It's just you know, Professor Khan doesn't always keep things PG thirteen. I don't know if it matters, but it doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. 
seems yeah. like anyone that doesn't give a shit about red tape ends up getting next level paid in this world. So yeah, I think we know you're right about it. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I'm endorsing is hardcore drug use. And with that, this has been <laughs> Win Mike Roland's Lunch. Thanks, everybody. And remember, when life throws you lemons, tell life to go itself and go get Come, what get you down want. down to Florida already. Someone said they were getting down here in January. It's now February. We're holding you to that, Cowboy Sean. Buddy, I'm in 1976, so time doesn't really exist for me. I'll tell you what. <laughs> there we well, go. You got to get a you got to get ahead of the cocaine in Miami and start your own thing. Get paid. Oh, trust me, I'm ahead of it. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> like, get ahead yeah, of the cocaine got- boom. <laughs> Knowing it happens. Yeah, I don't know. Give me hardcore Austin Powers. Yeah. Austin Powers got his look from me. Remember, I came first. He stole your and- mojo. Nobody ever steals my mojo. It's too damn strong. And with that, thank everybody. I'll see you all next week. Have a good one, guys. Well, Mike, why don't you bring Thanks, this uh, Robin Hood argument back in? This is a fun thing to talk about. Like what? Well, no, I was just going back and forth with Jake. And, you know, he's obviously vested in that in a bigger picture play. But um, I was just saying, like, yeah, man, kudos to the guy for he's going to be a kajillionaire from this. I'm not like doubting that he built a phenomenal business. What I'm doubting is the guy's actual ethics. Like, I don't think he personally cares at all about new investors. That's my attitude towards it. Like even hearing him last night, he had a chance to actually with Elon Musk come out and just be like, Hey man, this was overwhelming. Like I'm doing what I can here. Instead he played this card of I'm too smart and this is too complicated for everybody. I didn't like that. Yeah, I got to watch that interview. It just rubbed me in a way where I'm like, this guy's full of shit. I don't like the guy at all, but I do like the app. I'll give him that. And like Dan was saying, I think if I didn't have to transfer a large amount of money out, I would maybe consider doing it. But honestly, I hate E-Trade. I hate Charles. I hate all the big platforms. They're honestly too much for me. They're confusing. I have them and I kind of like hate logging into them. They're really kind of tough to use. And Robinhood just makes it so damn easy. Yeah, I mean, look, you can obviously I mean, tra- trading so quick. But besides that, maybe I'll switch to like a SoFi or a different app one. I'll tell you what, as much hate as Robinhood's been getting the last week, the amount of people that have been signing up for that app specifically has skyrocketed. Oh, I've got the numbers for you here. <laughs> well, yeah, they released them on CNBC this morning. And that's what that's the reason that, the, you know, they got more money is the they're killing it regardless of what portnoy says i know a lot of people love him but like people are using robin hood and I, I think there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that wall street purposely makes it difficult for most people to understand and that's probably what's going on is it's just kind of you know over everyone's head and everyone's kind of pissed off right now looking for answers and that, that's all. Um, that's what annoys me. It's like I, I'm tired of hearing like the label on, and I don't consider myself a, a new investor at all. I'd like to think I somewhat know what I'm doing, but I hate the narrative, or it's insulting, I think, to a lot of people. Where oh, you know, you're new to the game. You have no idea. This is this whole thing is too complex. It's like, well, they want to have an idea. Explain it. Yeah, I you know, agree. that's my problem here. It's a cut the crap that this is above people. Everyone's a human being. Everyone dies at some point. So the complications, 
It's like, but what are we actually talking about? Here? I will say though, that's what's awesome about apps like Clubhouse and even apps like Twitter is you have people within that world that agree with you that are doing everything they can to try and break it down and dumb it down. So new investors or not even new investors, but investors that have been doing it for years, but still have never worked on Wall Street, so don't know it to the extent that they do. But yeah, you know what I mean? I mean more coming from the top where it's like, okay, this guy started this great company. He's built a behemoth. It's like, be honest with people here. Stop bullshitting and saying these things that are clearly written by a lawyer where you're saving your own face and ass. Well, I'm sure the thing that he's worried about saying is he doesn't want to create the fear that they don't have enough money to back up the transactions that are going through their Well, platform. no, and he's able to, that's clearly not a concern. As well, we've it, it was up until they secured more money over the last three days. There were definitely- I don't think that was what was holding him back though, the, the money concern. There were a lot that's of- That's what they said. I mean, who knows I know, if that's true. It was- not only going under, but that everyone who had money on their platform was at risk of losing it. So, you know, that I really think, like, what, are you really sitting here saying that you think the founder of Robinhood shut off people's ability to buy certain stocks in order to allow hedge funds to cover short positions and not lose more money? Because oh, without question. I or think what? That. Why would he do that? Like, well, that, no, yeah, it was out of his hands, man. You know how these things work when you are backed by a Dude, there were hedge funds that got taken to the cleaners on this if they and, were, and who do you think who well, do you think on, them alive? If they were gonna do that they would have done that at 65 a share i mean yeah if you dive into the actual companies that back robin hood and the companies that yeah, got well, bailed out the, last week i know that to me is where the conspiracies but, start to get it's not a conspiracy it's just money helping money no but what's up those doors yeah. so this is this has been going on forever Exactly, Corey. And that's what I wanted to highlight. It's been going on forever. And now people see it's going on for the first time. People didn't know about Honestly, this until last week. But I also, but I, that's what's crazy. New investors, not new investors, didn't know it was going on. Exactly. So like, I and they should yeah, know. Exactly. At the end of the day, if all these people for years have been able to make money just because no one understands what's going on, it's not right now that they want to know what's going on to be told, oh, this is way above your heads. Like, don't worry about but it. Listen, it's, it's also not right for people to think that they can get into a group think and actually drive prices because the reality is they can't. And the reality is a couple intelligent people realized that a couple big hedge funds overexposed themselves to short positions. On but then on the other end, isn't that the same problem with big money doing the, the opposite thing. for companies to try to put them under that? Yeah, but no, first off, the other side of that though, and this is where I think there's- like, Musk brought that up. He's like shorting a stock is technically- no, I know Musk thinks shorting a stock is- I mean, he's right. No, but here's where he's wrong. A lot of the times there's companies that are integral, like companies that have a lot of integrity that literally look for companies that are cheating and lying to their investors and doing accounting fraud. And that's, those that's stories, a different situation. No, but those stories present themselves all the time. And here's well, the, those companies shouldn't exist. No and, and here's, no, and here's the other way of looking at it. And this is where the dangerous conversation that everyone always has is that shorting stocks possibly shouldn't be legal. Like that's what someone like Elon Musk thinks. And if you get rid of that, you get rid of what I just highlighted. You also get rid of the balance in a market. Like what do you think happens in a falling market if you don't have people that are short the stocks? There's no one left to well, buy. Well, not much different than what happened last week with halting trading. It seems like the exact same thing to me. 
Well, that's my whole point, though. Shorting stocks creates balance in a market. If people weren't allowed to short stocks, you wouldn't have anyone left to buy the stock, which is what shorts need to do to cover if it starts to drop. But the, so that's that makes it. correction, corrections, corrections, and, and not if that's the case, they wouldn't be able to cover if shit hits the fan. Like that's the reality. That's, that, that's what happened. And that's why GameStop went from 18 to 400 and not 18 to 36. Like these guys got taken to the cleaners. They're they probably gotten right. taken to the cleaners way more though. And the thing is that they was stopped and that's the problem. That's so, right, definitely. You're gonna yeah, go on one end, you got to go both ends with that. Yeah. That's, but I, I, there's going to be so many hedge funds making so much money now. On, of course. I'm still shorting GameStop. It's oh, going to be insane. Time. They're going to make more money than they ever would have. I mean, man, I already I know a couple people firsthand that are like, I won't bring them up names on air here to throw people under the bus, but idiots like last week where I was, they hit me up, just random people. I know, yo, what do you think of Bed Bath & Beyond here? I'm going to buy it over 50. I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, don't even think about that. Now they're trapped in yeah. these stocks, just holding them, hoping there's this pop that's like a delusion. It's like, man, you're just hoping now touch any of them. Covered. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, those are all just pumps. At the end of the day, none of them are good companies. Maybe GameStop, GameStop can turn it around with an e-commerce play, but they're but all guys, shitty. And that's what games as we've seen too, Corey. Not sorry to interrupt you there. It's more of the no, you're good. The world we're in, as we've seen from all of our guests that are very successful entrepreneurs, there's no shortcuts to winning. The reality is, yeah. sure. Dan said it best last week. He's like, dude, this is obviously not going to be a long-term thing. Of course it's not, because this is not like grabbing an Uber where it's like, oh, or a sandwich, as we've seen in food delivery, which we're in. People want to get rich quick. And that's why we saw the sell-off at the end of last week. Anytime someone's thinking, oh, I had some girl text me being like, I want to buy a mansion. What's the next GameStop? That's not how yeah, it works. It's, just, it's <laughs> like, come on, you got to put in the work. But, that, the but that's what's crazy. Like, if you want that mansion. For Wall Street bets, I think it's really cool if they actually do some due diligence and research and find a company with a good balance sheet that could actually grow and the pumping just helps it. But like, like you know, no just Cuba, doing these remnants. Let's talk about one, Corey. Yeah, we were talking story. about that the other day. Yeah. Nokia, it's a 5G play. They're a behemoth company already. It's not one of these stories that's fluff. They've been around for years. A lot of us had their phones with that snake game back in the day. I know uh, you guys know I brought up Ericsson Technologies, which is in that space. But Nokia is a, and is a prime candidate of a stock that even with this whole pump and dump stuff going on, where it's trading now, you're like, oh, you know what? This could actually be a good play. So it's not like all of the same with Bed Bath & Beyond for that matter. I, yeah, I really don't know anything about Nokia. I was in Bed Bath & Beyond yesterday and bought a bunch of shit. So, well, there you go. But no, that's true, guys. not all of this is hot air. Like GameStop, you know, you know, I've been big on GameStop way before all this madness a few months ago, believing in the story. I never in the yeah, uh, yeah. years thought this was possible. Of course, I figured, oh, this thing could be trading 20 to 30 bucks by the yeah. end of this year. Yeah. You know? yeah. So this, this has been ridiculous, but I think it just goes to show we're in this world, which sucks in my opinion. People just think they can build Rome overnight and have these Bitcoin mansions off. Even you see these videos of kids with these mansions off making a fortune in crypto. Good for them. They time things well. Those are not 
uh, one of these dime a dozen situations. They're anomalies. That's why it's called anomalies. People see that though, and they try chasing it. And then they get very disappointed because they set their own expectations at a level that will never happen. And that's what always upsets me about this world we're in with these apps. Everyone just thinks there's a quick yeah. the rich. And that's where the whole Reddit thing is just wild right now because there's so many like legitimate companies to invest in that, you know. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah why, why even try and figure out like what this next pump and dump is when you got companies that are killing it, that have great track records, that aren't in debt, not in Janet, You know why? They don't want to play the marathon game. And we know that the, the reality is they're not interested in holding a stock for a few months or taking your advice and be like, you know, Mike, AMD is starting to look nice here for a swing trade, buying in and maybe holding for a couple of weeks. These kids want to cash out like, oh, the Uber is here in two minutes, dude. I just made like a few years, like money, you know, when... <laughs> that, that, that's essentially what I'm saying. Robinhood made it so easy that literally a 13-year-old can go on and figure out how to buy and sell stocks. That never would have happened years ago. So, and Corey, don't you think they should make it so easy to understand these different terminologies too? Like, why don't they have a dictionary that pulls up with terms, just like you could pull up? I think they buy or sell this option because so they I think do like, like the basics. The basics are there, like the basics are there, but you have to like be on the platform for X amount of time. And then they give you more levels with more information. Like I've been on the platform yeah. since 2019 and they just brought options trading into my thing. I, I think when you surpass a certain amount of money in your portfolio, then you can get options trading. I don't know. But Which I get, I get like, that for uh, being access. We know you need X amount yeah. of money for options trading anyway. Yeah, what is you need it, capital, obviously. But also, but I couldn't believe how simple they made options trading. But Corey, that's the danger in itself, right? When the simplicity of this makes people think it's an easy game, and we know it's not. But, so that that also causes they, problems when someone thinks option trading is a game. Yeah, it, they, they, yes, but it's so it's so transparent. Go ahead, then. No, I was just gonna say, like a few months back, there was that guy that, due to a glitch in the app, thought that he yeah. had lost. A lot more money than he did. Yeah, and I don't even think he lost yeah. any money. He but, did. That was a glitch. And that was yeah. crazy. I will say, though, that like most of the terms are terms that you don't need to know. And, you know, like when you first get into investing or unless you're like actively trading, which I don't think Robinhood's necessarily like trying to promote people to do, you don't need to know what a relative strength index is or you know, a volume. It's for beginners. It's, that doesn't mean anything for someone who's like trying to buy shares of companies to hold and do it through an app. You know, all you need to know is like how to buy and sell a stock. And, you know, and, and if anything, the more terms that they make available, the more it just becomes confusing for people and then they don't want to deal with it. Well, yeah, you can only have so much on an actual app only based platform. So yeah, that, that, that that's exactly it. Yeah, but it's just it's an interesting. It I think it's a bigger societal thing than just the Robin Hood apps. Just it sim symbolizes where we're at in the world with people being delusional around success, and I think that's why Robin Hood's gotten as big as it is. It's almost like a a funnel for this like wishful thinking for a lot of people, thinking like, "Oh, this is my gateway to richness on another level quickly." Yeah, and that's just people being dumb. But the one good thing it has done is made 
there was a time where millennials were saving zero dollars and now they might not be saving, but they're investing their actual funds and well, that's putting their money away. Acorn, Corey, that you introduced me to a few years ago. Exactly. Yeah, that I thought was the best. very clever with the rounding up thing, yeah. the change. Like that was to me a very cool thing that they did. Yeah, it's more of like a long term thing. Yeah. Back in uh, 2015, when all this stuff went down with mile, with order uh, mile high menus and whatnot, we were looking for some other things to do. And I was like, we should take Acorns and have it where you can make that change and, and pay rent with it, and like link up with all these leasing offices. And now they have this thing. Uh, they have it now. It's pretty cool. And uh, where you pretty much it takes your you know your change rounds up to a dollar, and then it can go towards your rent. That is cool. Yeah. I will say it's crazy just looking on Twitter how many people have a stock tip. It's like almost remarkable. Dude, Twitter's turned into oh, like, yeah, it's crazy. It really is. Everything great for Twitter. It's just, you got to, if you're them, it's like, man, roll up the Citizen app already. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they yeah. just bought that uh, email and newsletter. Like, why Why do – I mean, not that that's bad investment, but, like, why do that? Yeah, there's so many bigger – Wait, sorry, they bought helperreporterout.com? Uh, different one. I forget the name of it, but it's a pretty decent-sized email newsletter. Dude, if I'm – Which also made me start thinking up. that we should maybe do an email newsletter, just a quick food roundup, like, every week to kind of keep people interested. I don't know if we could, but kind of yeah. like the current events thing you break down where we turn it into food and just highlight like snack trends and different current events and fun stuff. Yeah. I wish we could like pull data from the site and see how many people order burgers or wings and what the food trends were for each week and have random things like that. But, That'd be cool. And we, speaking yeah. of Super Bowl week, guys, who, who else is in that wing mode? I'm always in that. Oh yeah. Mode. Hell yeah. Should be a, a quite the game here. I mean, we got Mahomes, Brady, and I think Kansas City is going to win, but I, it's hard to – nothing shocks you when it comes to Tom Brady. It's his 10th Super Bowl, so, I, you know. Yeah, it's hard to bet against him. I, I think is, he's going to lose, but I, I can't put I, I'm not betting against Pat Mahomes. I, I think he's a once-in-a-generation yeah, talent. I don't think I can put money on it. I'll put money on maybe like the over – it's Some a pass. It's hard for me to believe Brady's beating Mahomes in the Super Bowl. This to me is the game where it's like Brady. It's crazy you got back here. Phenomenal job. That's that. Brady's probably listening to this and he's like, "Oh yeah, Mike, watch this, boy." <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna steal your lunch, Mike. Right. Yeah, but that'll be cool. I, I know we're always in the. the it gets you in pizza and wing mode. The commercial. They used to be to me way more appealing before the internet days when everyone was so obsessed with tuning in for commercials. I feel like they've lost their luster a bit. 100%. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to like change this year because people aren't having Super Bowl parties and more people are actually focused on the TV and listening, less, less people in a room. I think people are going to be so caught up in what GameStop's doing the next week. Like they're, they, I feel like people or are- so Maybe people are just on their phones. Dude, it's right? Made me people it's $150 right now after hours. That, wow. that, that, that thing is well, every, 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 
people on Reddit or and Twitter are just in panic mode trying to tweet these things up that they're going so far down. It's it's the question is, when will I be back in game? I hate to say it. This is probably what brings down the housing in America. Like the the housing. You're right. Yeah. People yeah, I, are gonna get just they're gonna get taken to the cleaners and they, dude, you have GoFundMe's already popping up for people that have lost their entire money in GameStop. Literally, that's happening now. And I mean the fall hasn't even started. Well, it's starting today. But you know how many people like dad's buddy's kid bought, you know, one of these screw Wall Street kids who will never get a job in his life because these kids are morons. But he bought GameStop. At and our viewers, you know, that's who the I thing am. Is the people thing. making the big money off all of this with GameStop is the guys on Wall Street. No, I know that's what you made the big money off the squeeze are the guys on Wall Street. You bought, though, Dan, a grand worth of GameStop at 380 bucks. It's like, what are you thinking? Literally, like, I, in my head, I'm like, what? But that's probably a kid who, who thought he probably thought it was going to keep going up because before they halted the, the trades. Cause that day it probably was going to reach 500. But either way, Corey, you have to be under a rock to be buying GameStop in North, North of 380 bucks. Dude. It's like, what, what are we even, hey, I mean, that's have, crazy. I mean, if you bought GameStop North of 300 bucks, are you just holding it now that it's, yeah, no, that's what these people are doing. Is that the plan? Yeah. Even though, I mean, that's yeah. That, you know, you know what it is? Yeah, is every the, single person, every single person has a fear of missing out, and it goes for this whole thing. It's like they see people tweeting, and it's on social, and they're like, "I need to hop on it. I need to get on it." Or that's I'm why miss I'm loving it. the like, like the. I think Bitcoin started a lot of this. They saw the success of Bitcoin, and now people don't want to miss the next this big thing. Not that GameStop is it, but Bitcoin. I mean, then, then you saw everyone go to Dogecoin, and that's. Yeah, everyone was like, I got to hop on Dogecoin. It was trending. A meme coin was trending for <laughs> like four days. It's just wild. People don't want to miss out on anything. That's what's funny is like looking back, Robinhood really just saved people from getting even further underwater on these stocks. Like anyone who was That's trying to I was in the last three days, you know, unless they were quickly going to be in and out, that they were going to lose all their money. And now you got a lot of people that are – you know, going to lose all their money in these stocks because they've all started their fall off of a cliff. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. They definitely, they save themselves and their investors. So it's a good law. It saves space for them. Exactly. Playing yeah. that card. Big you time. Know? Yeah. Um, and they still, obviously, given the option to sell the stock, it's like you could still make a ton of money at the time of the Friday close. You were, it was at over $300 and you are able to sell it. Like, why would you hold on to it if you can't buy anymore? Agreed. But uh, you know who had a great take on it? Jordan Belfort. Because at first I was like, this is, I hated Robin Hood. I hated, I do hate that guy, but I hated Robin Hood like immensely. And then I, I watched this take on Jordan. Jordan Belfort had a great take. And he was like, you don't understand what the, the pressure this guy's on. And I don't know. It's just like, it was very interesting. I got to send you guys the video he said, but he would kind of took the side of like, this guy had to do what he had to do. And you don't no, know unless sure. you're, you're in that on. position. I, my whole thing, like I, I have immense respect for anyone that's able to build anything to that level. Very smart guy. I have no doubt in any of that. My only problem is just be real with people. And I get you have legal yeah, stuff. You gotta sure, protect, sure. 
Don't don't be talking to Elon Musk as though things are too complicated. That's the smartest man on the planet that you're being interviewed. Yeah, that, I mean, that guy's <laughs> just a douche. It was yeah. just funny because Elon Musk is almost better at interviewing than he is at being interviewed because yeah. it's really remarkable. I was telling Dan this morning, Corey, that guy, he brought up a line where he's able to simplify next level things in such a way, unique way. He was like, you know, we're all figuring out this life thing for the first time. As though like when someone was asking about his day to day, it's like, man, I'm doing my best like all of you. I'm a person where it's he yeah. was basically saying no one has a roadmap for life. It's just you're yeah, doing you never know what can happen. Yeah, I, I will say though, like to again the Robin Hood guy's defense, being interviewed by Elon Musk, you're being interviewed a guy by a guy that as intelligent as he is doesn't believe that the market should exist the way it does, which is a way that is structured in a way that clearly Elon Musk doesn't even understand because if short selling wasn't allowed, Tesla would probably be a $200 stock. The reason it's so high is because you got people continuing to try and short it that then need to cover it, driving it way higher because they're losing yeah, exactly. the power. And it's the same thing for when the stock goes down, they're the ones that create that safety net because they're finally like, all right, enough's enough. I'm going to cover the short. And then they start buying and then the other buyers step in. So shorting stocks is what allows stock markets to not markets to grow. And that's what people yeah. understand is shorting stocks isn't like this thing that is out to destroy companies. Well, it, it depends, Dan. You know, there are certain instances where that is exactly what they're they're doing. There's and hit jobs that are done that are like fake reports to try and bring down stocks. And yeah, that's awful. And those people are fucked up and that shouldn't be allowed. And I don't really know what the answer is to like make that not happen. But, you know, there's other companies that because of this are probably going to not even be around anymore that do things in a way that's legitimate. And it creates a balance in the market that allows everyone to participate and make money. I watched the big short like for the third time, but like last Sunday, and it was like the most impeccable timing to watch that and then see all this stuff play out. And yeah, I recommend to anyone to go watch that again because it's just crazy. Corey, you want to know what's crazy is about a month before this fiasco started, I saw something that showed that the guy who shorted the housing crisis during the big short was also. Yeah, Long game stop. Yeah, he was. That that that's he was also being interviewed and he had an interesting take also. I'll what send you that saying? after. Yeah, oh you gotta send me that. He was kind of siding with Robin Hood actually in terms of what the guy had to do to protect its users. It, it, it's interesting. Yeah, I think people will look back and realize that I still don't understand. It's not like they Force anyone to not participate on this rally. They like, like uh, that should have been a sign for people to get out, and they would have made a ton of money had they gotten out. And you know, honestly, GameStop's probably not even done going up. Like it wouldn't shock me right now. It's down forty five percent. If you see it up again, sixty percent this week on a random day. Like, but at the end of the day, like people, like all the smart people that say that the stock's going to be back below twenty. Like they don't know when, but they are smart and they've been around the block and they're they're probably right. And we obviously don't know that for sure. But when you have every single person that's been around the block for 20 years, it's like, yeah, it's eventually going to be back. That's in. when I'll get back in is under 20. Yeah. 
So yeah, for our viewers too, I you know it's that's not something. Stay away from these. Is like if you're trying yeah. to hold these stocks, it's ridiculous. But I know a couple of people that have been just wishfully hoping, like, oh well, I'm stuck in AMC, I'm stuck in GameStop. Should I just hold? And it's like, dude, the fact that this isn't religion. If you're yeah. saying something's happening here, there's a problem. Honestly, if you're stuck in those names, the one and you're stubborn and not willing to sell. The one thing that you got going for you is people are paying such massive premiums to buy the call options in the names that you could sell the call options to those people and probably collect premiums that'll balance out your losses. That's like yeah, the, the problem thing. is then most of these people don't even understand what that is that are in these situations. But, well, that's like the one thing that anyone who's like long these names that are just trying to hold the bag, that's like the one thing they got going for them is people are paying stupid premiums and call options for these names even still it's crazy like i was looking at them today amc gamestop people are like throwing the kitchen sink at call options way deep into the money or out of the money i mean and paying a shitload of money it's unbelievable actually and that's what makes me think the stocks are gonna like have really really big days just out of the volatility that you're seeing with the options so it's crazy. It's fascinating, this shit, isn't it? Yeah. You're it better really off is. R Y C E Y. Better yeah, off. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. That thing. You, is have you guys checked out Funrise? No. Funrise, What's it's, it it's pretty cool. It's just like, it's called Fundrise, and it just lets you invest in, in properties, like uh, fractions awesome. of properties. Obviously, you put whatever, you know, whatever amount of money into it, but it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. You know what else is cool is the company taking Playboy public that's kind of flown under the radar. Yeah. You know what? They're killing it. Their merch has never sold more in their life. They're really that thing. It's insane. MCAC. Check that out because that's a SPAC that's kind of somehow flown under the radar. It's going to change to PLBY soon, which I think is just going to make this thing get a frenzy around it. Well, you got that, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big one. It yeah. What's the their business model these days, Playboy? Okay. What's their business model now? Is it still just like the magazine? Like, they're licensing a lot. They're licensing that brand like crazy. Sure. People putting it on Urban Outfitters. All Dude, kinds they, of merchandise. I, yeah. They're gonna have a lot of upside with where the world is right now. I see so much. I love the whole bringing back brands from the dead the world we're in now. I think there's so much with nostalgia. It's crazy. It seems that yeah, way. Is. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, if GameStop can rise from the dead, anything's possible. And we're talking about Playboy. Speaking, I mean, yeah. Speaking of AMC, the one thing with Playboy is that it was it, like, it's tasteful pornography. So it's like, it's always the people, the people that get on the cover, it is always the people that you're never really going to see naked otherwise, or, you know, they're, they get such star power to do it for it's sure. Like they could still sell magazines or online subscriptions just for that. You're but, right. um, with AMC, I've like, what right now they should be renting out. They do. They, they started renting out theaters for $99, which is really cool. And you, you can like have up to 10 people rent out a theater for a hundred bucks, which is insanely cheap, but they should be doing a whole Super Bowl campaign. Like I would love to rent out a room with my friends and watch oh, Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't understand like how that, that hasn't been done. Like I would do that on a random night to go watch a basketball game. Like why not have a couple of friends do like a 
a beer service or BYOB type of thing. And you could do so much with that too, during this lockdown with like food being delivered to the theater. And it's so, I mean, it's a joke that they yeah. haven't thought of that. AMC could do a lot. Yeah. I, mean, I wish I was, I love going to movie theaters. It's such yeah, a that's why AMC is going to be fine. Cause they're a company that'll probably end up getting rolled up. It kind of reminds me of a Macy's situation in a way where they have so many locations and people still do like going to the movies, just like people will still like shopping at Macy's. Those types of companies, it's just they have too many locations to be going under. That's really how I look at that. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. bigger thing, if you're like, from an investing standpoint, is the amount of just debt they're continuing to have because of the stocks that yeah. once you know all this stuff settles people will start to realize that the like the shares are just being diluted like crazy so eventually you got to think amc is like you know three four dollar stock and right now it's like probably what 14 or 15. yeah i'm not i'm staying yeah. away from this yeah me too. you know it's yeah so, to hour, down a ton to Tabula is going public with a SPAC, I think, pretty soon. I think that's going to be a really good one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that'll be interesting. The Israeli companies are always interesting. One of them I got on today, too, that I was telling you guys about was the um, – let me pull this up. What was it? Uh, I believe it was – this company was just going crazy earlier. It might have been that NNL yeah, company I told you guys about. But I don't know. There's I'm, My head's spinning with how many stocks are in the wheelhouse. It's ridiculous. Good stuff, guys. Uh, that's all I got. What's the Super Bowl prediction? Let's hear it. What do you guys? Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, I like it. Um, um, 24 to 20. Corey? I'm going with Chiefs 31 to 24. I'm going to go Chiefs 28 to 24. I, yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of scoring, I feel like. Or it's going to be one of these three. Or be a lowest. Yeah, or that. The the move is probably taking the under in this game since no one would ever think that's happening. It's true. Um, All I know is last Super Bowl was so boring that uh, I hope this tops out. I think this will be a good one. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. Subscribe to us. uh, Bootstrapped in the trenches. And uh, we'll catch you next week back with a guest. Let's go. Be careful with GameStop and AM Stay. Strapped in the trenches, making moves going all out. Every day handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady, keep it moving. So you gon' wanna tune in. Get Lowdell, it's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation. This is history up in the making. We just wanna be an inspiration. Hey, let's go.